Hello and welcome to the Bliss Bean Show. I'm your host, Patrice, and on this podcast, we talk about how to design intentional days, create meaningful work, and get more out of life. Welcome back to the Bliss Bean. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to remind you that I am publishing a book. You've probably heard this already because I talk about it a lot on Instagram, but I have to even out my promotions of the book, so I'm going to talk about it on the podcast a little bit as well. So I'm publishing a book that's called Plan and Organize Your Life, and there's a subtitle. It's kind of long. It's Achieve Your Goals by Creating Intentional Habits and Routines for Success. So this book is available for pre-order now. It's going to be published on October 12th. On my website, if you go to theblissbean.com slash book, you can find all the links to purchase it from different stores. We have Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Book Depository, Bookshop, Apple Books, and IndieBound. You might be able to find it in other places, but those are the links that we have on the website. So you can pre-order it now, and if you are planning on getting the book, I definitely would encourage you to pre-order it. First of all, you get some pre-order bonuses. So what I've prepared for you guys is you're going to get free access to my 21 Days to Productive Flow course, two free months of my premium Viably Dream Team membership, and a physical goodies pack, which is going to include some art prints and some stickers. So once you order and you get your order number, you can fill out the form on the website. If you don't get an order number, do not worry. You can take a screenshot of the confirmation or I know some people bought it on Apple Books and they didn't get a confirmation. So just like take a screenshot to show that you got the book and send it to hello at theblissbean.com with the rest of the information that's requested by the form and you'll be fine. The second reason that I would highly encourage you to get the pre-order is um, is a kind of a selfish reason, <laughs> but it really helps me out because pre-orders tell the publisher basically how many books to print and retailers how many books to order. It's like telling them basically how popular is this book going to be? How many are we going to be able to sell? So if you pre-order a lot, it will really help future sales of the book. And, you know, if you're planning on buying it eventually, why not just buy it now? Today, I was actually working on a little bit of stuff for that. So what I wanted to do was take some of the quotes from people that I interviewed for the book and make like really cute Instagram graphics for them to promote it. Um, And so I was scrolling through the PDF because by now we have like the finished final PDF um and it was just so cool to see the whole thing because i actually have not looked at it in a while i kind of finished it and then they were working on the layout and stuff and i had a final look over it and then i just didn't want to look at it again because i had spent so much time on it and i finally got to scroll through it again today and it was so cool just to see all of this that has been put together so i'm really excited for you to see it as well um and also Follow me on Instagram at the Blissbean to see those sneak peeks. Um, you can see what sorts of people I interviewed for the book, what sorts of topics we talked about, and hopefully get you a little bit more excited for reading the actual book itself. So today's podcast episode is going to be about music. I don't know if I should even be doing a podcast episode about music when this podcast and the Blissbean is technically about personal development and productivity and stuff. Um, it's also about lifestyle, so I think anything fits into the broad category of lifestyle. I just 
thought of the topic of music and suddenly I realized that I had so much to say on this. So hopefully this little journey um, down my musical history is interesting and sparks some thoughts for you as well. Because I just think music is such a big part of our lives. Like I've never even identified as a huge music lover. Um, I've never been one to like, I don't know, like have favorite albums or collect music in any way or stuff like that. But I think we all enjoy music and it is the soundtrack to our lives, basically, which I think is really cool. So I'm going to take you through some of my favorite artists over the years. Um, I think I might even play a little bit of music for you, which is something that I've done only once before on the podcast. So this should be a lot of fun. Um, if this like sparks any musical memories for you, like concerts that you've been to, the kind of music that you listened to when you were in middle school, etc., please let me know on Instagram. I think this would be a super cool thing to talk about or shoot me an email. I am always available. So um, I remember reading somewhere that the music you listen to during your adolescent years is what becomes your favorite type of music for the rest of your life. And that just really stuck with me because the more I thought about it, the more I kind of noticed that that was the same thing that I've had in my life. Um, and also just seeing like the kind of music that my parents listen to or other older people that I know when they talk about like, oh, this decade was the best music and music never got better after that. It's usually the decade that they were teenagers. And so I just kind of smile and nod like, yeah, I'm sure that music was amazing. But in my head, I'm thinking any music that you listen to during your teen years is probably going to become like the best music in your in your eyes for the rest of your life. So I actually did a little bit of, I don't know if I can call it research, but I did some deep thinking, uh, trying to remember how I discovered the artist that I listened to when I was in middle school. And this was actually really fun to try and connect the dots and find the connection. So in middle school, let's see. I think in elementary school, I did not really have any specific kind of music that I liked listening to. I think middle school is kind of when you start, or at least when I started, sort of forming an identity around the music that I like to listen to. So in middle school, um, someone introduced me to SoundCloud. I actually don't even use it anymore, but that was a big part of my life back then. Um, I was listening to a lot of electronic music, like dancey kind of music. Actually, I, I don't want to say dancey kind of music because some of it was kind of more slow and chill, but definitely electronic music. Um, I don't really remember much exactly what kind of songs I listened to, and I doubt I could remember how to sign into that SoundCloud account. Um, but one thing I remember was on my feed, there was a lot of music from Monster Cat. I think that's like a recording company as far as I understand. Um, so yeah, you would, I would just like follow Monster Cat and then songs from a bunch of artists would appear on my feed and it was definitely like very EDM dubstepy kind of thing. I, I don't know if I even have a clear understanding of what dubstep is, but I'm pretty sure I listened to some of that. Um, so through SoundCloud, I discovered a lot of the artists that ended up being my favorites throughout those years. First of all, I definitely listened to a lot of Petite Biscuit. Um, that is how I would pronounce it, I guess, in American English, Petite Biscuit. But he is French, and I listened to one of his songs where, like, the guy collaborating with him on the song introduces him. And he goes, Petit Biscuit. So I don't know if it's Petit Biscuit or Petit Biscuit, 
but I absolutely loved that music. I was like, oh my goodness, this guy is a genius. I, I don't know anyone else who can make music that sounds so good to my ears. So um, right now, um, his most popular song on Spotify is Sunset Lover. I think it has like 600 million streams or something. I would like to think, however, that I, in seventh grade, was one of the first people to listen to it. Um, I remember in high school, this one girl, like, okay, so I don't like the using the term popular, but one of the more popular girls at school posted an Instagram story where she was like in the car with friends and they were listening to Sunset Lover by Petite Biscuit and it's so silly but I felt like this protective feeling over that song I was like find your own music this was my middle school music <laughs> um but I'm happy for his success for Petite Biscuit's success so good for him for getting a lot more popular since then but yeah his music I would say it's mainly calm there's a lot of piano and guitar I'm not sure if he actually plays those instruments and like records those samples um and then it has a lot of like very heavily edited vocal clips and drums He's released a lot of new music since then, but I would say like the originals that I really liked that, that I would recommend are You, Oceans, and Night Trouble. And of course, um, Sunset Lover. A few other good ones are um, Jungle, Once Again, uh, <laughs> Pick Your Battles, and Safe. I hope I don't overwhelm you with too many song recommendations in this podcast. I'm just looking through my Spotify right now and I have a lot of songs by him saved. So I love all of them. I don't even know how to choose which ones to recommend to you. So yes, through listening to SoundCloud and discovering songs on there, another big discovery of mine was this song called Coffins by Mr. Wives. But on SoundCloud, I heard a remix of it. So it was a remix by Pegboard Nerds. I'm actually so happy that I was still able to find this. Um, I went to YouTube and searched it up and in the comment section of that song, someone was saying like, oh, I've been listening to this song for five years and it brings back so many memories or something like that. And I was like, oh my goodness, same. I've been listening to it. I don't know. Well, the last time I listened to it was five to seven years ago. And yes, it still brings me back to middle school. I honestly can say I don't really like that song much anymore, so I'm not going to play it for you on this podcast, but it did introduce me to Mr. Wives overall, and yes, I fell down the rabbit hole with them once again. You know when you find a new music artist and you just listen to all of their songs, you listen to all of their interviews? I loved listening to their live performances. Um, if I remember correctly, I think they did uh, some sessions with south by southwest let me check that okay no it was south by southwest but if you want to find it you have to youtube mr wives jam in the van because that was like the name of the video series that they performed on Where I dream is done, it's best, it's the best. 
I cannot tell you how many times I watch those videos like over and over because I don't know, like their style of music I think is so much more special to listen to when it's live because it just sounds slightly different every time. Um, honestly, this is not even a genre of music I feel like I would generally be interested in, but for some reason I loved Mr. Wives. Um, I have no idea how to describe this style of music. I know they did an interview somewhere where they tried to describe the genre, but they used like so many words, so it's definitely not like just one category. Um, all I can say is the lead singer has a really powerful voice. Um, they use a lot of live instruments, drums and guitars and trumpets, I think, as well. So yeah, definitely like very big songs. I really only know their 2015 album, which is called Reflections. Um, they have also released a lot of new music since then, but I'm not very familiar with their new stuff. Back then, though, I was super into it, and I was actually really proud because I actually got like my entire friend group listening to them. I was like, wow, I really just did all of that marketing PR outreach work for them because literally I was the only one who knew about them and then suddenly my entire friend group was listening to them. And the way that I um, disseminated Mr. Wives' music is actually kind of cute and funny. Um, so this must have been like 2013, 14, I guess, early middle school. Um, so me and my friends, this was pre not really pre-social media but before middle schoolers spent their entire day on social media if that makes sense so we actually communicated and this sounds so funny now but we had an email thread with so many people and we would just like spam this email thread it was this huge group conversation um and another thing we did was we had a shared google doc for sharing song recommendations with each other. So basically like on this Google Doc, each of us had a section to paste in songs for other people to listen to. And I could not stop myself from basically putting in Mr. Wives' entire discography. And they ended up really liking it. So that made me really happy. Honestly, I really miss those days um, of just like the simple days of sharing a Google Doc with your friends to recommend songs to them. I am really glad that I got to grow up in a slightly pre-social media age, like at least for a few years, have like that sense of peace almost that comes with not having any social media and just being a kid and I don't know, you know, just being, being friends with your friend group and not worrying about um, taking pictures for the entire world to see, basically. Um, but that's not even the topic of this podcast. So yes, Mr. Wives is fantastic. The next artist that I discovered was Oh Wonder. So I believe how I found them was once again on SoundCloud, but I think their song was posted on um, a SoundCloud profile called Mr. Suicide Sheep. All of these names like Monster Cat and Mr. Suicide Sheep sound very interesting now. Um... But yeah, so I actually was surprised to find that they uploaded not a remix, because mainly what I found on SoundCloud was remixes of songs, but it was the original song, I'm pretty sure. It was White Blood by Oh Wonder. This song is absolutely beautiful. So I think the reason the original song was posted on SoundCloud 
um, under a different profile was because at the time, that was their first album. It was self-produced. Um, they sort of did a project where they were creating and releasing one song per month for a year. And then they added maybe three songs to make an album of 15 songs total. Uh, so yeah, I don't think they were like with a company or a label yet. And so they were kind of just indie artists, I guess. Uh, so yeah, I found them on SoundCloud and I don't know how long it took me to like fall down the rabbit hole with the rest of their songs, but I really, really like their style of music. It's very, very calming. Um, it's also interesting to listen to the first album compared to their newer albums because you can really tell that there's a lot more production quality in the newer ones like a lot just a lot more going on a lot more different sounds but that first album was so simple and so beautiful oh wonder was maybe my first concert i always say it was my first concert because it was definitely the first concert that i went to because i myself listened to that artist I might have gone to a Gwen Stefani concert with my um, with my family before that, but that was kind of weird. And also my timeline is very fuzzy. I just can't remember if Gwen Stefani was first or Oh Wonder. So yes, Oh Wonder was like the first concert where I had like this music artist that was a part of my identity and then I got to see them in person live. That is a really cool moment, I feel like, when you're growing up. I still listen to them every time I check... Um, my statistics for Spotify, they're one of my top artists, so clearly that whole adolescence thing is true for me because they have really stuck with me throughout the years. Um, I'm not the, as familiar with their new music, I still listen to the classics, and I'm probably going to still be listening to that first album when I'm 40 and onwards, but one of the really interesting things is that actually recently... Uh, so Oh Wonder is a duo. Let me see their names. I actually don't remember their names. It's Anthony and Josephine. They recently got married. Okay, so when I saw them in concert, back when I first started listening to them, they had not even revealed that they were dating, and I was convinced that they weren't. I thought, okay, like if they haven't announced or, I don't know, shown that they're dating yet, they're probably not. Like, they're probably just basically business partners and they make music together but no I was so shocked to see it later on that they actually did confirm that they were dating and then they got married and it was such a beautiful like full circle moment for me um yeah I just got invested in their lives basically oh gosh I realized I didn't give any recommendations for songs by Mr. Wives to listen to so let me fix that I'm very sorry um so from their original songs from that first album I really liked Hurricane, Reflections, Our Own House, and Oceans. Okay, I need to stop myself there. I like all of the songs, but I can't recommend everything. Um, actually, all of the songs that I have liked on Spotify are pretty much from that first album, so I'll just recommend those and not any of the newer ones. They also have a really nice cover of Riptide by Vance Joy. Uh, they did a Spotify sessions, so if you search for Riptide Mr. Wives on Spotify, you can find that. Back to Oh Wonder though, so from that first album, let's see, I would recommend... Okay, I am having a really, really difficult time with this because I feel like I genuinely like these songs equally. Hmm, I'm gonna say Body Gold, Live Wire, um, Midnight Moon, and Plans. But again, literally all 15 songs are so good, so it's very hard for me to choose one over the other. 
I would love to see their concert again because um, they've released so many songs since then and the last concert was 2016 I think so it has been a while but honestly if I'm being very honest all I really want to hear is just hear them perform their entire first album again that's like that's the problem with all of these artists that I listened to so much back in middle school like I'm so connected to their early songs and not really interested in their newer stuff and I want to see them in concert again but I know that the concert is primarily going to be new songs so I would love if artists just did like throwback concerts same with okay we're going to get to this later but same with BTS I want to see a concert where they do songs from like Wings and Love Yourself Her, the entire Love Yourself era, honestly. I'm not that excited about the new albums, but that, that is for later. I'm getting ahead of myself. So those are the two defining artists of that era of my life. Then at a similar time, I also was getting into 21 Pilots. So a friend of mine introduced me to them and I am excessively proud of the fact that I was listening to them before they were popular. I know that's not important, but I wear that as like a badge of honor. I was one of the original fans. So this would have been like 2013 or 2014 because at the time their newest album was Vessel, which was released in 2013. Um, since then, they have released Blurry Face, Trench, and Scale the Nicey. Um... So the first song that my friend introduced me to was Car Radio. That was an interesting experience. Filled fire, exhale desire. I know it's dire my time today. I have these thoughts so often I ought to replace that slot with what I once bought. Cause somebody stole my car radio and now I just sit in silence. Sometimes quiet is violent. There was a 21 Pilots concert actually in Madison, Wisconsin in uh, January 2017. And that was actually really cool because usually when I want to go to a concert by a big artist, I have to go to Chicago. And I do feel pretty lucky that I at least don't live too far away from a city where artists consistently stop on their tours. But they usually do not come to Madison, Wisconsin. I think, I think they're from Ohio and so it was like a, I don't know, like special treat for the Midwest kind of thing. Um, so I definitely wanted to go. I remember there was a billboard outside the Alliant Energy Center, which is where, um, which is like our big arena in Madison. At the time, I had sort of been introducing mainly my dad and brother to some of their songs. So like they knew Car Radio. They were at the stage where they liked the screaming. So they were absolutely down for it. I did not need to convince them. Um, and then we asked my mom if she wanted to go. And she was like, um... I don't really like the songs um, of theirs that are played on the radio. So she almost didn't go. But then we finally convinced her and she said, okay, fine, it's a concert, it'll be fun, I'll go. And that concert was mind blowing. Like it's hard for me to explain it to other people and I wish I could convey just how special that concert was. Um, I think mainly it was most special for my mom even though she barely knew anything of 21 Pilots before we went. So when we got there, they had, um, what is it called? Warm-up act? Is that it? Opening act, supporting act. So my mom started recording the supporting act and I was like, mom, that's not 21 Pilots yet. Like she knew that little about them. She didn't even know what they looked like. She thought the concert had started. And then when it was actually time for things to start, I believe everything kind of went dark. And the song that they opened with was Heavy Dirty Soul 
which is a very intense song. Um, their sort of visual at the time was to wear ski masks. So basically, I think Tyler, who is the lead singer, I mean, there's just two of them. So it's Tyler the singer and Josh the drummer. Tyler came up on like this platform wearing a suit and a ski mask and a microphone came down from the ceiling, like one of those that hangs on a wire. And he took it and the lights went red or something and just went straight into the song. And my mom was taken aback, but she absolutely loved it. And I loved it as well, even though I was already very familiar with the song. So the entire concert was just so amazing. It was a really good mix of like energetic songs and quiet songs. They had so many interactive elements, like they went into the audience in like a hamster wheel. They had a Mario Kart game with one of the audience members. Um, there was one song where Tyler was under a sheet and then he disappeared like a magic trick. And then he appeared standing and singing on one of the balconies that was really close to us. It was just so overwhelming and incredible. And everyone left, like my family left that concert and we were all we were all just in agreement that it was absolutely incredible because I mean I had pretty high expectations because I liked their music already but it surpassed even my expectations so much and for my mom it was a complete like epiphany I don't know if that even fits here so I'm pretty sure the concert was on a Tuesday um, and it was January so I had school had to go to school the next day come home and do homework and I just could not focus because all I could do was sing the songs in my head from the concert and I'm pretty sure that for at least a month all I listened to was 21 Pilots. I did not want to listen to anything else um, and it worked because they have all kinds of songs so like before bed I would listen to some of their quieter songs in the morning I would listen to some of their more fast-paced ones but always 21 Pilots. They took a hiatus from July 2017 to July 2018 and honestly I just couldn't sustain my interest long enough. Um, I'm really glad that they took a hiatus. I know they needed it and I know it was helpful. They didn't release any new music obviously but they like completely disappeared from social media. No one knew anything that was going on and then I remember they started doing little teasers like I think on their Facebook page they had this animation of an eye slowly opening up like it was waking up and I was excited because it'd been a year but after a year I just wasn't that interested anymore and it's a shame um I still love listening to the albums Blurry Face and Vessel but the new ones Trench and Scaled and Icy I'm entirely unfamiliar with so same story goes for them. I would love to see another one of their concerts, but it's just going to be a bummer not to be able to sing along with the new song. So I definitely need a lot of practice listening time before I would go. So other music that I was listening to at this time. So this would have been like actually middle of high school. Wow, time flies. Uh, so I found this blog that I had. This was actually required for our English class freshman year. And of course, because I was like such a nerd about blogging and things, I used like CSS to customize the blog and I added a Spotify widget to include my playlist. Even though I'm pretty sure no one looked at this blog, it was very important to me that this blog represented who I felt I was. So I had this playlist. Um, some of the other artists that I listened to at this time were of Monsters and Men, lots of Ellie Golding, 
and then still lots of electronic music um but i started listening to muramasa um and lewis the child lewis the child i'm still a huge fan of to this day uh similar to petite biscuit i just discovered them and i was like wow how can these people consistently make music that sounds so incredible to my ears uh again it's like very electronic music i actually saw that recently they were in madison while i was in spain i was pretty upset about that because i've been wanting to see them live for so long and i think they do the kind of music that would just be so much fun to dance to at a concert but maybe one day i'll get to go for the time being i will give you a few recommendations first song from them that I heard was It's Strange featuring Kay Flay. Other songs that I would recommend are Love is Alive, Slow Down Love, and not all the songs have love in them. Um, and write to it with Ash. I think we reached the point to talk about BTS. So I think BTS might be the artist that you most associate with me when you think of like which artist I'm a fan of. Um, I don't, I guess I don't post about the other ones that much, but also it's just that at the time that my YouTube channel was growing, I was a really big fan of them. So naturally I was listening to them the most and sharing about them the most. But basically, when 21 Pilots went on that hiatus that was from July 2017 to July 2018, I kind of lost interest and something else needed to fill that void. Um, and so BTS, I actually discovered on December 31st, 2017. So that was like New Year's Eve 2018. They were performing on the Dick Clark New Year's Eve special. I had heard of them previously, but I just never thought that I would be a fan of K-pop. I remember sitting in math class and hearing two other girls talking about BTS. And I just heard that. And I remember thinking like, oh, that could never be me. And literally probably only a few months later, that became me. So I saw that performance. They performed the songs DNA and Mic Drop. And I was like, wait a second, this is actually pretty cool. It was not really what I was imagining because my, I guess my general idea was that it was a boy band and in the past I had never been interested in One Direction or I don't even know if there were any other boy bands around at the time. But yeah, I just figured BTS would be the same. I really liked the choreography though. I thought the songs were catchy. I thought the styling was cool and like different from what I'd seen. So I checked out DNA on Spotify and started listening to that. Got into it pretty slowly. I took baby steps into this world. And then, I don't even remember this, but my friend tells me this is how it happened. Apparently, we were like on the bus on our way to a, com a school competition. And I told her that I had started listening to BTS and she got really excited because she was actually a fan of them since they debuted in 2013. And she's just a fan of K-pop in general. So she was very excited. She basically took me by the hand and led me down the rabbit hole. She would send me photos of them, like group photos, to quiz me on learning their names, which took me a while, but I got it. I started watching different interviews by them, started listening to more songs, 
and you know how that happens. So yeah, I just became a really big fan. Um, I really liked the music and I think that was because at the time that I joined, quote unquote, joined the army, they had just released or their most recent album was Love Yourself Hurt and I really liked that music. Um, afterwards, it was Love Yourself Tear that probably to this day remains my favorite album of theirs and I don't know if it's just because there's that excitement of being like a new fan and actually being around for an album release but I just also think the songs are really really good I don't think it's just the fact that I was a new fan I also really like the community like there definitely are a lot of strong opinions around k-pop and that was kind of what um, made me hesitant about listening to it in the beginning but it was a positive community like it was a fun thing to be a part of and it was also a really nice thing to connect with my friends over because a few friends of mine also listened to BTS and it was nice to like share memes and get excited about new songs and look forward to concerts and things like that so BTS I'm pretty sure is the only artist um, who I've seen in concert twice and it was supposed to be three times and then COVID happened, but we don't talk about that. So the first time I saw them was October 2018. So honestly, I was really lucky because me and that friend who um, taught me more about BTS, we went together and that was both of ours first time seeing BTS performing live. I had been a fan for 10 months. She had been a fan for like five years. So I think I joined at like the prime time. I feel like the fandom was not overwhelmingly big. Um, their fame was not yet of an overwhelming size. The music was really good. Just everything was perfect. That was a really good time to be a BTS fan. The next time I saw them in concert was so soon afterward. I remember uh, seeing the announcement that they were like extending their tour. Um, and I was just so surprised I got to see them literally seven months later so in May 2019 that concert was incredible because the first time I saw BTS I was sitting in the back of the arena um the second time we actually got sound check tickets I was I was like the second person behind the fence during sound check and they got so close to us um and then during the concert itself, we were a little farther away, but still like super close to the stage. So that was a huge part of my life. But lately I've been feeling like I've kind of been drifting away from BTS and probably K-pop in general. Um, I do listen to some other K-pop artists, but I've never gotten into another group the way that I did with BTS. And I just never had any desire to. I always had friends kind of pushing me like, come on, listen to these other groups. But I was just like, I'm really not interested. Like listening and following one um, K-pop group takes up enough of your time and energy. And so I didn't start listening to any other artists that consistently, but I did also enjoy music by Blackpink, um, Saran, I liked a lot of her songs. That's all that comes to mind for the time being. But regarding not being as interested in BTS and K-pop anymore, I, I feel like the fans, like the current hardcore fans of BTS are going to be like, oh, how dare you? You're, you're not a real fan if you don't support them till like the end. And, and the detractors of BTS and K-pop are going to be like, oh, you finally came to your senses and saw how silly K-pop is or whatever. And uh, I just feel like there are so many 
excessively strong opinions around K-pop. Like, it's really okay to listen to a music artist for a while and have a phase. Like, I feel like the word phase is used in a negative way. Like, oh, K-pop is just a phase. A lot of things in our life are just a phase. Pretty much all of the artists that I've listened to have been phases where I'm super interested in them and then not so much. If I had to give some reasons for why I feel like I'm losing interest in BTS, first of all, the fact that that concert was canceled was really a bummer. Um, I think seeing an artist in concert like really amplifies how much you are a fan of them. Definitely noticed that happened with 21 Pilots. Like I said, I only I only listened to 21 Pilots for a whole month after that concert. So I got so excited for that concert, but when that didn't happen, it just, like there was no motivation to listen anymore, basically. And then the other things I would say, I feel like their music has changed. I really liked the mini album. Was it called Life Goes On? At least that was like the main song on it. I think the entire thing was called Life Goes On. But those songs really felt like BTS. And then after that, they started releasing the English singles and while they are fun to listen to and definitely very danceable, I've just been so annoyed that it's English English single after English single. When they sing in English, it just doesn't feel like BTS. The lyrics don't feel like them at all. Um, the songs are so generic as well. And I'm sure that's a criticism that people have had of BTS the entire time. Like, oh, all K-pop is so generic or whatever. But for me, I used to love their music and now it just always sounds like it follows a formula. Um, so like Dynamite, uh, Butter, and then Permission to Dance, I think were the big three. And it's just, I don't know, it's just hard to get excited about new songs from them now because if it's just gonna be another English single that they once again promise to be the song of the summer, why does every song have to be the song of the summer? I just, yeah, I'm not going to be a big fan of it. Um, and then finally, I feel like the fandom is just too big. They have gotten too popular. Back in 2018, it was really exciting because they were hitting some major milestones. Like, I don't know, I think not too long before that, they performed on American TV for the first time. Like, smaller accomplishments like that. And it was so exciting to cheer them on. There was a big community, but it wasn't too big. But at this point, it just feels like there are so many people in this fandom. Um, the whole like goal mindset is too much for me, where streaming, trying to get songs to reach records, uh, wanting them to win a Grammy. I just wish everyone would chill out. And like, I wonder if BTS feels pressure from all of this and if they would prefer if they just got to make music. Um, and not worry about the numbers, but I guess that's how the music industry works. I guess that's why they're doing all of these English singles, because they do better on the charts, which is kind of sad, but yeah, I guess that's how it is. It's very weird for me. Um, sometimes I get messages in my DMs from newer BTS fans, and they'll be like, yeah, I joined, um, I joined when they released Boy With Love, or, or On. And those are pretty recent songs and I feel like such an old fan now because I joined during DNA era. So I don't know, I'm not making an active decision to stop listening to them. I'm just kind of listening to what I want to listen and consuming the content that I want to consume. And I just think it's very interesting to kind of notice and observe yourself going through these phases and then reflect on your past phases in a podcast such as this one. I would say 
the last and final phase that I've had, and I think once again, it kind of matched up with me getting a little bit tired of BTS, was me discovering Grimes. So how did I discover this? <laughs> I think Grimes was on the news a lot because she started dating Elon Musk and everyone was just losing their minds over this. And then she was having the baby with him and they named the baby that very unique name um, that was like letters and numbers and stuff. So this was on, on the news, I guess, talked about on late night talk shows, etc. And I was just like, hmm, I hear about her so much. What is her music actually like? So the first song of hers that I really got into was Violence, which is from her newest album. And I loved it. I loved the aesthetics of that music video. Um, I started watching some of her interviews and she's a very interesting person. Um, if you don't know what she's like, I would recommend watching the video where she talks about what she eats in a day while she was pregnant. And she also has like a skincare makeup routine video. A very, very interesting person basically. I don't want to get too much into that. Um, I just listen to her music. I really like her music. I like her as a producer. It is frustrating to see how this relationship with Elon Musk has completely overshadowed her music career. She herself has said that basically um, being in this relationship has destroyed her career, which is really sad to hear. There are news articles where they literally don't mention her name. So like if she posts a TikTok of teasing a new song or something, the title of the news article will be not Grimes teases new song on TikTok, but literally Elon Musk's girlfriend teases new song on TikTok. And that is really upsetting. So whatever you think about her as a person, <laughs> I think her music is amazing. So after I listened to Violence, I got into a few other songs. So I also really liked Flesh Without Blood. I actually got my mom to become a fan of Grimes as well and we just both fell down the rabbit hole discovering songs together. Her style of music, she actually I think like advocated for Spotify to add a genre called ethereal, maybe ethereal pop or maybe just ethereal. Um, that's a pretty good word to describe her music. I think my favorite album of hers is Art Angels. I'm pretty much familiar with every song in that album. I also really like Visions. Oblivion is one of her most popular songs. I love the music video, by the way. I actually don't watch that many music videos, but I do have an appreciation for them. So this song was actually about her sexual assault. And the way that at least I interpret this music video, I don't know if that is officially what it's supposed to mean, is she's going to a lot of these places that feel sort of male dominated. Like she goes to um, a football game or something and then like a motocross event, um, the locker rooms with a lot of men in them. And she's just like on her own there. She looks very small. She's got her little boombox. She's jamming to her own music with her headphones. 
and I don't know if these um if these interactions were real but there's a couple of points in the music video where it's sort of like the people around her are like making fun of her or like they see that she's filming a music video so they try to get into the into the camera's shot and she just kind of brushes it off and she keeps filming and includes that in the music video and I don't know I just felt like it was so so powerful at conveying that feeling of like feeling uncomfortable in that space um the cinematography also I think is just beautiful it feels pretty almost like homemade I don't mean that as an insult I think that's really really cool to see music videos that are very um produced in a very simple way but really 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 get the point across and have like a clear visual message so yeah her first two albums I don't listen to quite as much um and I've listened to Miss Anthropocene but it's just not my favorite it's good though I like all of Grimes's music um I believe she's coming out with a new album soon but she has a tendency to tease things and then not actually release them for ages so I'm not really getting my hopes up for that and that is it I think I think that's all I wanted to talk about um I'm really excited to go to concerts again concerts are very fun for me I just like experiences in general like paying money for experiences um I'm not a huge partier either honestly to be accurate I'm not a partier at all so I really like concerts because it's different like you go there for the music and I remember talking to one of my teachers one time it was just a random conversation um a couple of us and her we were talking about buying experiences versus things and she was actually saying that she prefers buying things because you always have them like if she said that her husband really likes going to concerts but she doesn't really get it because you can only go to a concert once whereas if you buy something you can always enjoy it and like i respect her opinion completely and i understand people have different different opinions but I was like, yeah, on, on this issue, I agree with your husband because concerts for me have been some of the most incredible memories and it lasts for such a long time. Um, I love taking videos during concerts. I know some people say that like you should pay attention to the concert and really enjoy that and not be looking at your phone. But I've actually found that I don't need to have my phone up during the entire concert. But if I get a couple of clips, it is so much fun to look back at those and like transport yourself back into the concert. So I hope you enjoy this podcast episode. I'm not going to be doing three takeaways for this because this was literally all about me. This was a very self-centered podcast episode, but I actually had so much fun recording this and diving into the music that I used to listen to. And I hope this was interesting for you as well. That is it for today's episode. Thank you for listening and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your family and friends and leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about The Bliss Bean and connect with me on YouTube and Instagram at TheBlissBean and TheBlissBean.com. If you'd like to sign up to receive the show notes in your inbox every Wednesday morning, that's TheBlissBean.com slash podcast. If you have a listener question, comment, or suggestion, you can send a voice memo to hello at TheBlissBean.com. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.